0: Hello everybody and welcome to Get Lit Minute, your weekly podcast for all things poetic, poetry, and poets. This series is produced by Get Lit Words Ignite, which is a nonprofit organization that uses poetry and spoken word to increase literacy and empower young people. My name is Neil Lewis. In this podcast, we focus on the lives, history, and works of classic poets and modern-day contemporary poets. Today, we will be talking about contemporary poet John Morello. John Morello was born and raised in Los Angeles in the early 1970s. His birthplace has had a major influence on his writing and sense of self. Morello has talked about how living in a neighborhood full of gang activity shaped his conception of masculinity, describing it as sort of a warrior culture that he grew up in. Los Angeles really helped Morello formate and cement his consciousness as a writer. Morello remembers his reaction to the verdicts of the Rodney King trial in 1992, a case that acquitted the police officers involved in a violent assault of a young black man, sparking one of the factors that caused a huge outbreak of riots, known as the Los Angeles riots of 1992. But rather thinking of burning, blowing up and smashing things, his immediate response was, I need to write how I'm feeling. When it comes to his relationship with Los Angeles now, Morello says it's complicated by the changing landscape of his familiar neighborhood. What was once his house and the markets he frequently went to as a child, they're no longer there. Morello's mixed background has served as a huge influence in his life. Growing up, he says, he felt no distinction between himself and his classmates. He was just the light-skinned black kid with good hair. In middle school and high school, he began to really notice he didn't have a place he really fit in. When people started to pick sides in the racial segregation gang scene around him, Murillo said he couldn't figure out where he stood. He couldn't just choose a side like everybody else. But as an adult, he came to appreciate the distinct cultures he was brought up in by his Mexican mother and Black father, who he recognizes have both informed his writing. His family and upbringing more broadly played a huge part in Morello's poetry. In some ways, he says that he feels that he's filling a void of Black and Latino working-class voices in a literary world, as he feels that a lot of contemporary Black and Latino writers come from middle-class backgrounds different from his own. His writing centers around the themes of racism, violence, and systemic racism. He says in an interview with Android Journal, some of us don't have the luxury of turning away. He views his poetry as part of a long tradition of political poetry, citing W.H. Auden's September 1st, 1939, as an example of a specific yet timeless piece of poetry. In an interview, he says, there will always be wars. There will always be racism. There will always be material about what to write political poems. Growing up, Morello also loved playing basketball, saying he especially loved the drills that they would do during practice. He says that in elementary school, he especially loved reading the biographies of players who weren't the most talented or tall or athletic, but had become successful through their hard work and perseverance. Perhaps the Most important influence on Morello's work is music. He remembers his father waking up early on the weekends and putting on his records, such as The Temptations, Al Green, showing him pictures from his service in Vietnam, or just sitting there smoking in silence. Some of these musical memories are tied to the most difficult memories of his family life. He remembers that his father would play records after fights with his mother. When Morello was 10 years old, Marvin Gaye was shot by his father. This was something that left Morello shaken as he reflected, I grew up in a similar household, and I remember my father telling me at times, if you ever come between me and my mother, I'll kill you. In the back of my mind, I was like, yeah, right, who does that? Who kills their kids? So when Marvin Gaye's father shot him, it left an impression. I'm like, oh shit, this actually happens that haunted me. Murillo started rapping around the age 11, and by high school, he actually became an MC. By the time he was in his 20s, he had begun to start writing essays, and finally, in his late 20s, he turned to poetry. He credits the rappers who mentored him and the hip-hop that influenced him to really take poetry serious. With rapping and music, it had familiarized him with all elements of poetry—alliteration, sound, rhythm, assonance, metaphor, and simile. The music of artists such as Miles, Marvin Gaye, Santana, Donnie Holloway, and War gave him emotional vocabulary to work with when he began to write on his own. Even now, he says for him, writing is just like freestyle rap recorded on a page. In terms of his poetic influences, John Morello cites the New Yorkan movements, especially the poets such as Willie Perdomo, Miguel Pinero, and Pedro Peditri as having a huge influence on his aesthetic. He also lists Larry Levis, Lucille Clifton, Etheridge Knights as poets who have informed his writing. Murillo's mentors include Philip Levine, Youssef Kamanyaka, Kimiko Han, and members of the Black Roster Collective, Brandon Johnson and DJ Renegade, who worked with him in his early career. Murillo also says that he was inspired by the paintings of Caravaggio, an Italian Baroque artist of the 16th century known for his dramatic use of light and shadows and his depiction of gruesome and intense scenes. Murillo shared in an interview with the podcast Commonplace Conversation with Poets and Other People that he was initiated as a priest in an Afro-Caribbean religion that originated in West Africa. Part of the initiation process involves spending a year dressed entirely in white, not going out after dark, and not touching or hugging anyone outside of his immediate circle. He says that one thing that really shook him from that year was his choice to unplug from social media. Clearly, this has remained an important part of his craft, as he says in some advice to young poets, stay off Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the rest. Make a few real friends. Keep them close. Stay hungry, but stop being thirsty. Read deeply and widely. Balance your life. Find other ways than writing poetry to make money, to get laid, to become famous. Honor the tradition. Don't pimp it for grants, fellowships. Work hard. Know that you won't get everything you think you deserve, nor will you deserve everything you get. Say thank you and then get back to work. Work hard and stay off Facebook. Morello attended Harvard University and received his MFA from New York University. He is the author of the collections Up Jump Boogie published in 2010, Contemporary African Poetry published in 2020, and the choreo play Trigger with the Edgework Dance Theater in 2011. His work has appeared in American Poetry Review plowshares poetry and best american poetry 2017 2019 and 2020. he was the finalist for the kate tufts discovery award and the pen open book award and he was the recipient for the push cart prize and the j howard and barbu mj wood prize from the poetry foundation he has received fellowships from the national endowment for the arts the bread loaf writers conference Fine Arts Work Center in Provincetown, Kavi Kunnam Foundation, and the Wisconsin Institute for Creative Writing. He is currently an assistant professor of English at Wesleyan University and teaches in the Low Residency MFA program at Sierra Nevada College. He lives in Brooklyn, New York with his wife, poet Nicole Seeley. Now, let's get into John Morello's poem that'll be featured in our Get Anthology entitled Variations on a Theme by Elizabeth Bishop. This poem is actually a response poem after Elizabeth Bishop's poem entitled The Art of Losing, which is exactly what we do here at Get Lit. So here's John Morello's poem entitled Variations on a Theme by Elizabeth Bishop. Start with loss. Lose everything. Then lose it again. Lose a good woman on a bad day. Find a better woman than lose five friends chasing her. Learn to lose as if your life depended on it. Learn that your life depends on it. Learn it like karate, like riding a bike. Learn it, master it. Lose money, lose time, lose your natural mind. Get left behind, then learn to leave others. Lose and lose again. Measure a father's coffin against a cousin's crashing T-cells. Kiss your sister through a prison glass. Know why your woman's not answering her phone. Lose sleep. Lose religion. Lose your wallet in El Segundo. Open your window. Listen. The last slow notes of a Donny Hathaway song. A child crying. Listen. A drunk man is cussing out the moon. He sounds like your dead uncle who... Before he left, lost a leg to sugar. Shame. Learn, what's given can be taken. What can be taken will. This you can bet on without losing. Sure, as night fall and an empty bed, lose and lose again, lose until it's second nature. Losing farther, losing faster. Lean out to your open window, listen. The child is laughing now. No, it's the drunk man again in the street, losing his voice. Suffering each invisible star. Ooh. I. Really enjoy this poem. Um, it's almost like a lesson poem, you know. I think oftentimes in life we're too comfortable, and this poem is saying it's fine. Like, you lost your wallet. You lost your woman. It's fine. It's fine. Everything is fine. Like, it's like, he's basically saying, like, you'll find other fish in the sea. There are other opportunities that will present itself to you. It's fine. You're going to lose things in life. It's fine. Lose time. Lose your natural mind. Learn to leave others. It's fine. (laughs) At the end of the day, you will be fine. It's all good. Especially I just love the ending where he says, listen, the child is laughing now after the child was crying because again, at the end of the day, it's fine. I mean, yes, there's still a drunk man (laughs) screaming at the moon, but it's still fine. Love this poem. Thank you guys so much for tuning in with us on All Things John Morello Make sure that you share this podcast with your friends and family members, and I'll see y'all next week. Bye!